Hello, and welcome back to the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. I look forward to helping you grow in mind, body, and spirit by creating a safe space for sharing, goal setting, and growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you become the best version of yourself by tapping into what makes you uniquely you and to help you find your light. Every week, there will be a solo mini session that will feature meditation, goal planning, breathwork, or a mini workshop on a new topic. There will also be a longer session with a guest speaker from the fitness, health, and wellness space focused on sharing their inspiring story to finding out who they are in hopes to impact you. This is Empower Light. You've got to find a light in your life. Welcome back to the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. And today we have an amazing guest with us. Her name is Gianna Trava, and she has been one of, my, <laughs> one of my best friends and colleagues for the last couple of, gosh, two years now, I want to say. We've been best friends. I love her. She's the best person ever, and I'm so happy to have her on here. One of the most inspirational people I know, and I know that her story and her light is going to help guide you guys today into finding out who you truly are. And on today's podcast, we're really going to discuss how Gianna found her light, what advice she has for you guys looking for your light, and also how you can go out and impact the world like she has. So without further ado, I want to introduce Gianna. Hi, Gianna. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, and I'm just very excited to speak to Finding Your Light on my best friend's podcast. And it's going to be good stuff. So tune in and get ready to listen. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. I literally miss you so much. So I cannot wait to hear your story again. I've heard it many times over and it has impacted me so, so much. So I know you're going to be able to help a lot of people on this episode today. But more importantly, I wanted to kind of start by introducing you a little bit. So I'll let you kind of take the reins here. I'll let you introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about yourself, your journey of how you got to where you are right now, and then we can dive into the fun stuff. Okay. All right. So my name is Gianna Trava. Um, I am 23 years old and um, my life is for service. Um, a few things about me. So I am just graduated from Stockton University. I have my bachelor's of science in exercise science, and I'm currently a practicing exercise scientist. Um, I'm a personal trainer. I am a yoga instructor. I'm a scuba diver. Um, and I just, my goal for my life is just impact other people's lives. Um, aside from that, what I really enjoy is just being with the people who empower me and make me feel elevated. Amanda being one of them, whether that's my boyfriend, Austin, whether that's my family or my clients who I've been very blessed with the opportunity to rekindle with them and actually have them be my renewed family. So it's just very special. Yeah. I think really just about me is I have a lot to give and it's through my experiences that we'll talk about that has gotten me to this position now. Beautiful. And I've loved getting to know you in this respect, but also in like who you are as a person. So I want to start by kind of kicking it off here by asking you the biggest question here is, what is your light? What is that spark? What is it that makes you the most authentic version of yourself and who you are? Okay, so what is my light? My light is service. It is service for other people. 
however that shows up in my life. And um, I discovered that when I, Amanda sent me this question and she had me think about it. And when I was thinking about how, like, how did I like get into service? And I was really trying to bring it back down to the root. And the closest thing of service that I know that I did first myself, like my parents didn't sign me up or anything of that nature is um, in sixth grade, I signed up for this thing called um, the key club. And if you don't know what the key club is, a key club is um, a school program. I'm in South Jersey, so I don't know if it's in other states, but key club in South Jersey is an opportunity for kids to sign themselves up for community service in their localized areas. So I did a lot of things with Toys for Tots. I did a lot of things for the Boys and Girls Club of Atlantic City. And I was just constantly having my parents drop me off at these meetings and conferences and fundraisers to help support other people's lives to elevate them. And when I was younger, yeah, it was for Thanksgiving. It was for Christmas. It was for holidays to provide needs for children. But then as I grew out of sixth grade and I stayed with this program, it became, okay, these people need clothes. They need them now. And like, you need to go out and source the tools and the people to go get them. I don't care who you need to ask and how you need to get it, but there is a need and you're the person who needs to fulfill that need for other people. Um, so I think that's the root of how I got into service. And then as I've gotten older, you know, you kind of you, like your community doesn't value it as much as you do. So I felt invalidated that I took my free time as a young adult to go provide service to others. And I will never say that it was never in my life, but it did fade out probably like around 15 to probably 15 to 16. And then it started to change again. And I really, it was in my face to the point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. I love that. So yeah. take us on that journey. What, it was, what did it feel like for you when you were in that space where you felt like you weren't fully being 100% yourself, that, that spot of service was missing? Talk us through kind of your emotions, mm -hmm. how you felt in that moment and how you kind of came around to feeling like that part of you was missing. Yeah. So like that part of me that was missing, um, really was like my freshman year of high school. Like my freshman year of high school was really tough for me. Um, it was tough for me because growing up, I had always felt beautiful in my skin. No one ever made me feel less than I knew who I was. I knew what I liked to do. And I would just always put myself in places where I just felt good, not knowing as a kid, but I'd be like, oh, sign me, sign me up for that. I want to do that or take me here. That and exactly um, like you. <laughs> yes, and it very much so is. And so my freshman year of high school, I'm Italian. So food is love. And I was bigger <laughs> as a kid. And so freshman year, walk into Apsigami High School in Galloway, New Jersey, and I walk in there, I feel great, I feel beautiful, but I definitely knew that I was larger than those people around me. Um, when I was 14, 15, I was about 275 pounds, but I was extremely active. I played more than five sports all the time. I was just wow. always moving. I'm not a stagnant kid, but... uh. I ate a lot and I found joy in food, which isn't a bad thing, but I didn't know how to self-regulate at that time. So first day of high school, um, the lockers were this big. You could not even put your backpack in this way. You had to turn it sideways and shove it in. And so freshman year of high school, I was next to my homeroom, which was my Spanish class. 
And in the Spanish class specifically, you couldn't speak English. If you needed to communicate something, you had to speak in Spanish. And the reason that is important to note is because my first day of school, when I unlocked my locker next to my homeroom, my locker mate said that maybe I should stand sideways because I was taking too much space up facing my locker. And that was the first time in my life where I realized that my appearance was something people validated me on and that made me feel like shit. That was the first time someone took my beauty away from me and I hated that feeling. Um, and I wanted to communicate that with someone when it happened and I couldn't find the words in Spanish to tell my homeroom teacher. So I was like, oh, if I can't tell someone who I'm supposed to trust, then I'm just not going to tell anyone. Um, mm. So that's where my light, that's like the first time I really remember my light being taken away from me from someone else. And I just knew that I never wanted to have that experience again. And it's like, you know, it's like, as you get older, you now, you now you have grace and compassion for that person. Whereas before it was resentment mm -hmm. and you grow through those emotions in time, but I was resentful as fuck. I yeah. hated this girl. I hate going to my locker, but Amanda, you know, I'm a fucking stick it to him kind of person. So <laughs> yep. every day after that day, I made it, I was like going on Comcast. I would hit the little speakerphone in my Comcast remote and I would say workouts on demand because I was too young to drive myself to the gym. Yes, mm -hmm. I had practices, but I wasn't doing like exercise to lose weight. I was doing exercise to do performance. Mm -hmm. And so I would literally go home after school, Comcast 25 minute ab workout and whoever the hell showed up on my screen, that's whose class I was going to take. I didn't care what I was doing, but I cared that I was doing something mm -hmm. to never feel that way again. Yeah. So yeah. So throughout freshman year, I just made a commitment to myself to keep working out for me, not for performance for the first time in my life. Cause I was a high performing athlete for about mm -hmm. 17 years of my life before I got some injuries and I started to feel changes. And like I said, I've always felt beautiful, but now I had something new. I knew that it was beautiful to be strong. I knew that it was beautiful to have discipline and grit in discovering something new for yourself. I definitely had no idea what if I if what I was doing was right, but I knew that it felt correct for mm -hmm. me at that time. I felt alignment. Right. So I lost some weight and um, I just had more compassion for this girl. Like she started giving me compliments at my locker, like, oh, like maybe you can start like facing your locker and things like that. And it's those little things. And at the time, since I was so young, I feel like I was like, oh yeah, like she's, she's noticing it's, it's working. It's right. So it was external still. And it took me a long time to realize that I need internal validation mm -hmm. for lifelong happiness and external validation for short-term success. Wow. You are just such a warrior. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you in my life. My goodness, you continue to inspire me and continue to make me realize the best versions of ourselves are found within ourselves. And I think that's so beautiful what you touched on, how you needed to kind of switch that mindset around to believing and loving yourself rather than letting these external people and these external validations control you. And I love how you mm -hmm. took something that someone said and you said, this isn't going to break me down. This isn't going to crush me. I'm going to change for myself because this is what I want, not for someone else. And I think that's really beautiful how you stepped into that version of yourself. Now tell me, because I know you and I know what you do now. 
And I know how you change lives all the time. At what point did you decide? Because I want to go back a little bit. You mentioned that you felt Mm -hmm. really aligned when you started doing those 35 minute, 25 minute workouts on Comcast. Mm -hmm. You felt like something was hitting, something was making sense for you. I want to understand kind of when you realize you're calling. When did you kind of step into this career of yours? Yeah. So let's talk about the word alignment, right? Like literally alignment, everything feels in sync. You feel a center, you feel in your true North alignment. And that's where I felt my most powerful. So like Amanda said, in the beginning, it was like something was happening, like inside of my body, it was spiritual, it was mental, it was physiological, like something was happening when I was doing these workouts and I was doing these workouts physically. It was physical movement, but something was happening inside of me. And that sparked curiosity in my life. And I was just like, it feels good. I'm going to stay with it. So, you know, went through high school, progressed through my ages, you know, by senior year, I had lost a hundred pounds. And that's when, you know, I made my first Instagram account and I started to post about my journey And through posting my journey and through just being in school and through my sports team, people were like, oh, like, I remember you freshman year, like, how'd you lose so much weight? Because I was kind of opposite than everyone else. I came into high school bigger and I left tinier rather than going into high school thinner and gaining weight through drinking or partying or anything of that nature. Um, So when people started to ask me like, oh, like, how did you do this thing for yourself? Like, I'm struggling. And I didn't realize at the time what had like what the power it has to share your story and to connect with people on things that have worked for you, whether it lands in their body or not. They're asking for a reason. And I was I was interested in that connection because the connection stemmed from my alignment. And that's what's the power. And so I would give my advice and I would say, and I would be vulnerable and transparent with them. I'm just, I'm staying consistent. I changed the way I'm eating. I'm not eating less. I'm still eating my Italian food, but I'm just being more mindful of how much I am eating and when I am eating and not, you know, taking things out because I don't enjoy it because that's what dimmed my light. Mm -hmm. So I would answer their questions and then, Hey, they would come back two weeks later, Gianna, I started doing that thing. And like, I'm feeling really good, but I'm struggling to stay with it. How did you stay with it? All right. Well, I started to write down lists. I made a list Monday through Sunday. All right. Did I eat well? Check. Did I not not eat well? Or did I, you know, have a piece of dessert? Circle. Okay. Did I work out today? Yes, I did. Did I drink enough water? Yes, I did. Did I give myself a compliment? Yes. Yes or no. And it, it just, it, it worked for me. And, you know, I didn't view it as journaling at the time. I'm a very, I'm a very OCD person. So it was more of like, if I write it and I see it, I'm going to do it because I, this is a different conversation, but I, when I make a commitment to myself, I do not fail it. So if I tell myself I'm going to write something down and I see it, I would tape it on the back of my bedroom door in my childhood home. So before I went to school every day, it was my reminder. And then when I closed my door at the end of the night, it was right in front of my face to see it again. So I knew I was going to see it at the beginning of the day. And I knew I was going to see it at the end of the day. And I didn't want to come home at the end of the day and not feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So how the fuck did I get here? Yes, I got here because after high school, after I graduated high school, and I applied for college, I got an academic scholarship to go to the University of Tampa. 
And I was just like, I'm just going to stay on this path. I really enjoyed it. It changed my life for the better. And I, I really liked how I got to connect through others through my journey. And so I applied to Tampa University and I got an academic scholarship for exercise science. I was like, this is perfect for me. I love exercise now and I'm a major nerd and I love science. I love the art of understanding something and creating a theory rather than always coming out with a destined outcome. I love how there's room mm. for conversation in the science, which is really important. And so I was like, exercise and science, if I can figure out how things happen physiologically in the body and psych like mentally, then I know I can apply that to people to help them with exercise. So if I can understand what happens on the inside and I know how the outside changes made me feel and I can integrate them, I knew that I was going to change lives from the second I got accepted to University of Tampa. So I went through the University of Tampa. I began my exercise science journey there and it just like, was in my face in my face every single class I took it was like wow this is what I'm learning exercise is connected to mental health because you release dopamine you up your adrenaline like things are actually happening so that feeling that I was feeling like something's happening inside something is happening inside and I was learning about the scientific aspect of that and as I've aged I learned about the spiritual aspect which has gotten me to yoga teacher and you know being a practitioner of the practice of baptiste yoga and that connection is something i found a little later on but it's still all integrated in alignment with exercise and how to impact other people through that journey that's beautiful thank you yeah. so much for sharing yeah. and i think it's so special kind of how you stepped into that version of you it was hard at first mm -hmm. for you to kind of recognize so I wanted to kind of ask you for those out there listening that feel like they might have something in their gut. How did you tell that this was for you, that this 100% was what you were being called to do? So I think the first thing that you need to recognize is one, what you're showing up to consistently. Okay. And two, your curiosity, because mm -hmm. the reason you keep showing up to something Maybe it's because you like it, right? Maybe it's because it gives you social connection. Maybe it teaches you something or puts you in a space of learning that you didn't have access to. And you need to be curious about that because if you keep showing up to something, like there's there's something, some higher thing that's bringing you there, that's putting you in that space and you need to see it, you need to recognize it and then you need to sit with yourself and say, okay, why is this the thing? Like, why am I showing up to a class all the time? Why am I always going to meet and greets? Why do I always go to farmer's markets? Like whatever mm -hmm. that thing is for you, see it, recognize it, be curious about it and ask yourself questions. So I would say that is the most important thing, recognizing the signs as signs and listening to the sign. If you see a sign that says wrong way, you're not going to fucking keep going that way. You're going to turn <laughs> the fuck around, right? So if you start seeing signs in your life that this makes me feel good, oh, there's an appointment at 4.30 in the afternoon and you change your schedule to be there, that's a sign. Listen to the small signs. Listen to the feeling of your heart. Listen to your dialect and conversations change about whatever, who you ever are surrounding yourself around, if you start to share things with other people and you're like, this is something that I really like and you start to share it with someone, that's something to listen to. And you need to lean into it. 
because something that you may view as a hobby could actually be your calling. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because I know you've kind of gone through some tough things in your life that I've probably, it could have been very easy for you to just say, hey, you know what? Draw the white flag. There's no way that I can keep going with this thing because you've overcome Mm. a lot of different challenges in your life. How did you stick to who you are, regardless of what other people thought, things that came up in your life? What kept you grounded? So I have to quote my father here. Um, I'm a fucking Trava. And if you don't know what that means, you <laughs> listen to this and you get to know me. One thing my father would always tell me is remember at the end of the day who you are and that you're a Trava, right? And so for me, like what is like what is that? So for me, it's remembering to maintain my integrity. I say that I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it well. And I'm going to do it with all of my heart. Okay. That is my first thing. And two, the reason why I really like that quote from my dad is because my last name, but this is a higher thing. It's not just my last name, who I am, what I love and what I do can never be taken away from me. No one can ever take away that I'm a Trava, but no one can ever take away from me that my life is for service. I Mm -hmm. feel my highest vibration when I'm serving my community, when I know I'm making an impact to one person, a hundred people or thousands of people. It doesn't matter the scale. It's the root of it. My life is for service. And as long as I'm serving people in any manner, I know I'm going to have fulfillment. And I've just been lucky enough to make that service aspect my income and my life and my livelihood and my purpose. That's beautiful. What advice do you have for those that are trying to find that light? And maybe they have found it, they feel it in their gut, but they're not ready to kind of pursue it just yet. What advice would you give to those people? If you're nervous to pursue something, ask your, like be, you have to be honest with yourself and ask yourself why you're nervous to pursue something. However, you, like, you know yourself more than anyone. Like for me, I know writing things down works for me or for you, it might be talking to a loved one or talking your words out loud to make them a reality. You're nervous to pursue something. My best advice would be to just start. No one who starts something knows how it's going to go. When you start, you learn along the way. One of my mentors, Ali Nanzi, she always said, let yourself be a beginner. Okay. Mm. When you allow yourself to be a beginner, you can be able to shed away expectations for what you think should happen and just be present to what is. Allow yourself to make mistakes and allow yourself to grow from them. Because I think that's really special. Being humble enough to put yourself out there and pursue your light, whatever it is, is already admirable to people. And for you to honor that you're a human being and you make mistakes, which your clients will make mistakes, but you make mistakes. And what do you do with those mistakes? You take the information, you take the information with no judgment. Yes, it might sting, it might hurt. You might have a little bit of a setback, but it's how you come back from the mistake. Okay, you take the feedback. This worked for me, this didn't. This is what my community needs me to do next to elevate their lives. Go for it. Allow yourself to make mistakes and just start. And then you'll get a little better and a little better. And then Mm -hmm. when a situation comes up, you're like, oh, I did this last time and it didn't work for me. Let me try this new path. And maybe you take that new path and you're like, bam, got it. That's how I'm going to do it. Or you try again. 
trial and error with no judgment. I love it. And I also wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit. How important it is to lean on your community around you? If you don't mm-hmm. know something, ask. Chances are there are people in your corner that will help you grow just by being in your life, just by reaching out, being vulnerable enough to ask those questions. And I wanted to touch on community just a little bit here because you have been such a big part of my life over the last two years. And I think you can say the same where this community, this friendship we've built has been honestly one of the biggest driving factors into our success as people, as trainers, as holistic wellness coaches in this space. I mean, can you kind of speak a little bit about that? And how do you kind of feel about community and what the impact it can have kind of on you and the people around you? This is like, this is like my heart and soul. So the impact community has, um, when you are able to gather with people, okay, one, there's a reason why you're gathering together and you're all there for the same purpose, right? This is your purpose and whoever is gathering around this central purpose, you're from all different kinds of life. You all have different experiences. You all have different impacts, but there's a central reason why you're there. And it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you sound like. It doesn't matter if you're disabled. It doesn't matter if you have whatever thing shit you got going on because we all got it, right? There's a purpose and there's a reason. So whatever community you find yourself in, there is something that's bringing you together physically it's physically bringing you together so you can have emotional spiritual breakthroughs in whatever your community is like for me and for amanda it is helping other people through holistic wellness through mind body and spirit and we have other communities too but that's like specifically what we're talking to right now that's where we have the opportunity to integrate ourselves in other people's life and impact them so when you're together in a community And I'm right now for this moment, I'm going to speak to the yoga community. When you gather together in yoga, we don't talk to each other during class, right? But we breathe together. And in yoga, we call this breath the ujjayi breath. And without communicating with other people, but by just breathing, by being with other people and having the sound of the breath, you know that you're supported in a room full of 25 other people. No one is speaking, but we're all breathing. And through physical movement, we are able to have emotional breakthroughs in the same classroom, whether that's a happy breakthrough, whether you're working through trauma, whether you just lost a loved one, whatever it is, you're supported by people because we all have the same in same common denominator of why we're showing up to this yoga community for this purpose, because there's something more. And we're curious about it, which goes back to leaning into what you're curious about. So that's that community. And then community in general, I would say no one comes in this earth alone and no one leaves this earth alone. We have so many people that impact us along the way. And each community you find yourself in, there's a reason and a season, right? And you take those lessons with you and you use them, okay? The communities you're in are there to help you to grow. You don't have to take everything from them, but it's taking what lands for you in that community and using it to implement your life. I love it. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. And I have one final question about community for you. 
you actually were the person that kind of said this to me at one point. And I don't know if you remember you said this quote to me, but it has stuck with me for two years. And it is the five people you surround yourself with at any given time represent who you are in that moment. So I wanted to ask you, how important is it to surround yourself with people that are going to uplift you and help you grow into the person you want to become? It's probably the most important thing because you have to realize like the people, the five people specifically that you surround yourself with, they're the people you go to with your issues. So you get received feedback for them. They're the people that they see you in your highs and your lows. They're the people that bear witness to your experience. However, at the same time, you're doing the same for them, right? So if they're doing something, right, that's not elevating their lives, or if the way of their being is malicious, or the way of their being is gossip, right, you're secondhandedly going to do that because you're going to think that's accepted. And it and for that specific thing, like gossip and maliciousness should not be accepted. That's something you don't want in your life, right? But that's something you surround yourself with. So over time, it's going to repeat itself in your brain and on some kind of different level in your mental that, oh, this kind of behavior is acceptable. So if I act this way and I carry my life in this way, yes, that one person, your person of five is going to be like, yeah, like I like how you act, right? But in actually the broader good, it's not. It's not good. However, so maybe that's your one person, right? But maybe you're lucky enough to have an Amanda in your life that I am too. <laughs> so you have someone who has ambition, <laughs> right? <laughs> you have someone who has ambition, who cares about other people, who stands up for things they believe in. Maybe you don't have the same beliefs, but because Amanda stands up for things she's going to believe in, now I feel empowered and I feel safe to stand up for things that I believe in in my life. Because she cares about other people, it's cool to care about other people. That is connection. That is community. It's If you have someone like Amanda in your life, so maybe the other person of those five is someone who cares about their community. There's someone who helps and it does self-improvement work for themselves. That's someone who you're going to feel safe around to be like, hey, it is cool to care about other people. It's nice to have self-purpose, right? And things that you enjoy. And then you're going to find your own hobbies and things of that nature. And it's just important. The five people you surround yourself with, they're the people that impact you. And they're the people that if you're a sponge in the sink, you're going to soak up all the water that's there. Mm. Right. And you're five people, you're going to soak up everything they're putting into your life. And that can be kind of conflicting, right? Like, you know, all five of those people might not be the best, but they might be people you love. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I know I have beautiful, beautiful friends who I know uplift me. Right. And then I just know that there's some who are on just a little bit of a different path and I do love Mm -hmm. them, but are they going to help me get to where I need to be next? Not saying you need to terminate that friendship, but maybe you need to repurpose your energy at certain times so you can prioritize what's most important for you for your next step in your journey. Mm -hmm. So like I know for me, like and right now in this season of my life, I'm working to be a physical therapist and I need people. I need people in my corner who understand that I need to be uplifted. I need to be encouraged and I'm on a mission of service for the rest of my life. So if Mm -hmm. I have someone in my life who's going to dim that or slow me down, quote unquote, then I'm just you know, I'm just not going to accept that energy in my life. And it is okay 
to have a reason and a season for something. Mm. This isn't serving me right now. I have things I need to put my intention on. This is what I need to prioritize. I love you, but I can love you from a different room. Mm. That is so valuable. That is so important to remember. Yeah. That is quoted from my mentor as well, Ali Nunzi. She is beautiful. And it's just a core reminder that you need to remember. You don't have to always terminate or cancel people. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is so beautiful. Well, I wanted to ask you, um, as we kind of close out here, is there Mm -hmm. anything else you kind of wanted to share or talk about as far as your journey goes, as far as bettering yourself goes, and stepping into your power, stepping into your light and who you truly are? Um, Never, never, never give up, no matter how messy the road to get there is. I, that is probably the biggest thing that I can speak to in my life. Amanda kind of said it already. I have been through many different traumas and hardship in my life, but there's never been a time where I've stopped. You have to remember like what it is that you're working for, or more importantly, like what is it in your life that you're living for? I think that's actually the real question you need to ask yourself. Like, what is it that you're living for? And what kind of person do you need to be to get there? So Mm. when you go through these hard times, know it's just that. It's a hard time. It's not a hard life. You can Mm. get through hard things. You need to remind yourself that I can do hard things and I'm a strong person. That doesn't mean you don't give yourself grace. That doesn't mean that you judge yourself. It means you let yourself feel your emotions. You let yourself feel them with no judgment. And when you're ready to pass, you then take your next step. Okay. You can never give up because the second that you do, you have to start back over. But if you are on the constant path, that trend line is just going to keep going up and there's the trend line and you'll have pivots and valleys and pivots and valleys, but the trend is up and it's just normal to go through those ebbs and flows. And you need to remind yourself what your life is for and what is your why. Oh, thank you so much, Diana, for being here today. It has been such a beautiful pleasure to talk to you. And I know you are inspiring so many people for those that are interested in following you along in your journey. Where can they find you? So you can follow me on Instagram. It is at G-Trava, G-I-T-R-A-V-A. That is my only social media, guys. I'm a very simple gal. So follow me there and you'll see everything that I do. And you'll find my website links and where I'll be at. And you can take some of my classes or provide services from me. Perfect. And I will make sure to tag that below. But thank you again, Gianna, for being here today. It was such a pleasure. And I hope you guys listening have a beautiful rest of your day and keep working towards finding your light. You're made for more. Talk to you soon. You've got to find a light in your life.